Have you ever brought your magic to Walt Disney World like, hey, we came to play? Did you tip your tiara to a Creole princess or get goofy officially? Step up like a boss and save the day? Or see what life's like under the tree of life? Did you? If you could. Would you? When we come through, it's true magic. Because we came to play. Bring the magic at Walt Disney World Resort. Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Listen to the highly anticipated 100th episode of Tank and Jay Valentine's R&B Money Podcast with artist Chris Brown. Even working with you from Carrie Hilson, Adonis. Mm-hmm. Back in the day, I was 15, 14 doing that album. So like I said, I was in school like, yeah. okay, this is how you do it. This is how you make a song. There's a verse, a pre-chorus, and then a hook. I didn't know none of that. You learned I, that over a summer, bro. That's what I, it felt like. That's what it felt like. Listen to R&B Money on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love Love at First first Listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people it gives me a lot of hope if you liked locatora before you're gonna love season nine subscribe to our show and you'll see why locatora is your prima's favorite podcast listen to locatora radio as part of the michael tura podcast network available on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts Thanks for listening to the Odd Couple Podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday from 7 p.m. to 10 p.m. Eastern, 4 to 7 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Odd Couple at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. It is the Odd Couple. I am Chris. He is Rob. And we are live, as you just heard, from the TireRack.com studios. And TireRack.com will help you get there. They've got an unmatched selection, fast free shipping, free roll hazard protection, and more than 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. As I said, we got Eddie House at the bottom of the hour. And then Shop Talk. So, going to be a Fun hour, keep it locked right here. But for now, we will stick with the NFL. And we all know what happened to Jimmy G. And let me ask Rob quickly before we even go to our quote that we want to talk about. Rob, Jimmy G stepped out of the back of the end zone and got a safety last Sunday. Uh, putting him there with Dan Orlowski. Now, I mentioned also Steve McNair was an MVP in the NFL. He was a legitimately great player. Uh, He did it as well. J.P. Lossman, a couple other quarterbacks. So it's not like they're the only two. But um, what was your take on that? Uh, Jimmy G got a lot of criticism for it. What what was kind of your take? Just a bad play. I mean, you got to be conscious of that. You have to know where you are. I know you're in the end zone. Uh, it's not a lot of room in the end zone, but still you have to be conscious of it. 
So it's a bad plan his part, but it, it doesn't define him. It might define Dan Olofsky, like I said yesterday, you know, because he didn't have an NFL career right, right, as a quarterback. Right, right. So that's the only reason people know his name and that he's on ESPN. That, right, that's it. Right. Yeah, I look, like I, I kind of agree with you. It it's a bad play that you don't expect, right? A professional player to make. And Rob, I equate, but it doesn't define him and and you move on. Like you said, you said it perfectly. Orlowski, he didn't do much in the NFL. And it's not right. an insult. He does great on ESPN, I think. But, you know, that's what people remember him for. He didn't play a lot. So the few times he did play, that's one of his highlights. But this won't define Jimmy G. And, Rob, I, I really kind of compare this to a player dropping an easy fly ball. Or, I mean, there's a clip of A-Rod and Jeter bumping into each other and right. muffling what a What happens sometimes, right? Right. Like- air ball and a free throw. You would not, Rob. LeBron's airball several free throws. Of course, we've seen it in a moment. Right. Yes, it's happened. You would never expect I it happened to one of my teammates airball a free throw in, in a JV game in high school. And I had never seen anything like that at that level. I right. was like, are you serious? Like and not so to touch to the rim, in the, right, in, right? Right. In the NBA, but it happens. And that's kind of what I equate this to and I think some people are to me are going way too far. As like, oh, Jimmy G's a joke and and all that. I mean, he's it, look. We've never said he's a great quarterback. No, but you, he, he's had a solid, more than solid NFL career. He won two playoff games last year with no touchdowns. Right. That's just and fact. he's been to been to two NFC title games and a Super Bowl. So you know he he's this will not define him, but. Uh, Brent Jones, who is, you know, was a great player with the 49ers, Rob. Jimmy G, uh, that obviously was, they lost 11 to 10, and that moment was a big moment in the game when they lost to Denver. And Brent Jones, Rob, who uh, played tight end with the Niners, made some Pro Bowls, won some Super Bowls, three of them. I remember his name. Oh, no, he was a good player. Yeah, he was good. He was good. He just laid into Jimmy G, period. I want to see Jimmy grabbing a couple receivers and talking to him. I want to see him going over and patting his lineman on the shoulder and say, hey, guys, I need some time. Um, I want him talking to a coach. I just want, I want to see some emotion. I want to see some quarterbacking. But they always just show him sitting there, you know, looking stoic, posing. I want my quarterback all in. And I'm not saying he's not, but it sure comes across like, ah, you know, oh, well, too bad. You know, I was, you know, I had to take a pay cut this year. So, hey, it's not on me. I'm just here having fun. All right, Rob, go ahead. I I just think that's way over the top and just uh, to, to read into this is how he's always been. You can't ask him to kick over the table and yell at people and grab people's face masks, Chris. Guys, everybody's not the same. Right. Everybody doesn't quarterback that way. What is this, 1950? <laughs> Just like, seriously. You want to you pull some people's face masks, Chris, and hit them over the head on the helmet or whatever? You might have a brawl right there in the field. It's just a different <laughs> animal. So and I, I I don't know what he wants him to do. He you don't think Jimmy G's a quarterback in the NFL? You think he's really sitting there going, "I'm going to go half speed because I got half to pay from a year ago"? Do you really believe that? I, no, I know he no. doesn't really believe that. No, and he even said it. I don't. I'm not saying he's not all in, but but well, he's well, not all in. You kind of said it right. Like I'm with you, Rob. And look, we've seen Tom Brady, you know, break the little Microsoft computers that they, yep. the iPads or iPad. And, you know, some guys do go off, but you said it. Guys are different. Guys are different. Everybody's not going to be like that. And so basically what it boils down to is the results. Some guys lead like that and it works. Other guys lead, you know, like we said, Brady maybe cursing and breaking stuff on the sidelines. 
Um, it's just different things for different guys, and I agree it's based on personality. And the notion, Rob, that he's not all in, I mean, that's ridiculous for a few reasons. One, I mean, you're really questioning a guy's competitive nature when you say that. But beyond that, Rob, he is in a contract year. Like, he is not playing – just for, you know, even if he were upset with the Niners, and he's got a great reason to be, perhaps. He still is smart enough, Rob, to know, if I go out here and ball, then I can get a big contract with another team. There's nothing but teams looking for quarterbacks. Every, right. every year. Every year. Absolutely. And, I mean, so that that has to be taken into account. So for it, it, and that's one thing about football, Rob. And you hear players say it all the time: everything you do is on tape. So even if your team is out of it, right, and his isn't obviously, but if your team is out of the running for the playoffs, especially if you're a marginal guy, like you still better be out there playing hard because some, the next team that you might end up on is looking at that tape. And that could be the difference between you making a few more million dollars or being out of the league. And one, you know, Rob, I think one of the reasons Jimmy G went back to San Francisco was because he knew if, and I don't think he wanted it, but if Trey Lance gets hurt or if he doesn't perform well and I end up starting again, I'm with a team that can do something. I'm with a team that could get to the title game in the conference or the Super Bowl or maybe win it. And that would look – can you imagine if they get back to the Super Bowl? His con- that's go- contract's going to be that much better if he does that. So the notion that he's, like, not into it, I I, I don't – I can't buy that at all. Yeah, I, I just have a hard time, and I, I just it's just an overreaction to, to a loss. Was it a pretty game? No, and now, you know – uh, you know, there's a lot of people out there going, oh, oh you know, see, you, you wanted Jimmy G. Now look at him now because <laughs> they lost a bad game like that. Uh, and, and this was an overreaction by Brent Jones. It's like you, you just don't know. Uh, everybody is not external, Chris, so you could have a passion right. and blood boiling on the inside, but you don't show it. doesn't mean right. you don't have passion for the game or you're not worried about whether you're going to win or lose or whatever. Um, those are the things. If somebody tells you that they don't care, then then you can sound off. If he loses and he said, like, that, that's what I was saying the other day about Westbrook, when, you know, when the Lakers were losing or whatever. And when you go up there and say, well, you know, this doesn't matter to me. I got to go home. I'm a, I'm a father and I got three kids. You know, like people get turned off by that. Right, right. Because it's just like, what? What do you – we're all parents or we all have families and our loved ones. And you know what I mean? And we still have to go do our jobs. We get that. Well, and people used to miss like Kevin Garnett. We know he was one of the most intense competitors we've ever seen. And he wore it on his sleeve, right? He was emotional. He was talking. He was, you know, hitting his head on things. He was getting himself amped up, yelling, all that stuff. I would argue, Rob, I want your opinion on this. I would argue that Tim Duncan was just as competitive. But you didn't see it at all. Tim Duncan, that's a great example because Tim Duncan, dude, was competitive. He just didn't wear it. Absolutely. He he walked around with those comfortable sandals on, Chris, from the Bahamas. (laughs) And he wasn't one of those guys. Right. But I I never felt like, oh, he didn't care. Never. Nope. Nope. That's a very superficial way to look at it because guys just have different personalities. And guys, you know, like we said, Duncan was as competitive as it gets, you know, and but he didn't, you know, didn't show it like Garnett did. So those are those are some of the differences. And Rob, for I mean, the, the Niners are one and two. Jimmy G's one and one as a start. Well, this was his first start, actually. So he came in and helped right, him win that second game. He came in after game. the injury, right. right. So they're one and two. But, Rob, last year they were two and four and then three and five. And they wound up in the conference championship game. So uh, they're not done. Uh, Jimmy G's got work to do. He's got to improve. There's no doubt. 
Um, but to just say he's not all in, I, I, I'm with you. I think that was that was out of bounds and just inaccurate from Brent Jones. Yeah, I, I know a lot of people will come down on him. A lot of people, and we get it, they don't like him. They don't like Jimmy G in San Francisco. You you know, we've had fans call up, Chris. Yep. What's his yep. name? Sergio, yep. who's the yep. biggest uh, 49ers fan. He calls up all the time. He hates Jimmy G. He does. I don't I, I don't know, Rob. Like, and, and, you know, I'm on with Nick Wright every day on First Things First. And he's the same way with Jimmy G. But I don't – if if we were sitting here saying he should be – a future Hall of Famer. Nobody's saying or, that. Or, you know, how in the world did Jimmy G not make the Pro Bowl last year? Nobody's saying that. But to act like this dude is like garbage, that's what I don't get. That's what I don't get. And so Brent Jones went there. All right, uh, your turn to weigh in. 877-99 on Fox. 877-996-6369. You can talk about Jimmy G stepping out of bounds and getting the safety in the end zone. And uh, do you agree with Brent Jones that he ain't all in and it's showing? Or uh, do you defend Jimmy G and the way he goes about his business? Your turn away with Chris and Rob, the odd couple, Fox Sports Radio. Be sure to catch live editions of The Odd Couple with Chris Broussard and Rob Parker weekdays at 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Hey, what's up, everybody? It's me, three-time Pro Bowler LeVar Arrington, and I couldn't be more excited to announce a new podcast called Up On Game. What is Up On Game, you ask? Along with my fellow Pro Bowler, TJ Hushmanzada, and Super Bowl champion, yep, that's right, Plexico Burris. You can only name a show with that type of talent on it. Up On Game. We're going to be sharing our real-life experiences loaded with teachable moments. Listen to Up On Game with me, LeVar Arrington, TJ Hushmanzada, and Plexico Burris on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast from. Have you ever brought your magic to Walt Disney World like, hey, we came to play? Did you tip your tiara to a Creole princess or get goofy officially? Step up like a boss and save the day? Or see what life's like under the tree of life? Did you? If you could. Would you? When we come through, it's true magic. Because we came to play. Bring the magic at Walt Disney World Resort. Hey, my name's Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of On Purpose. I just had a great conversation with Michael B. Jordan, and you can listen to it right now. Michael is known for his performances in both film and television. His breakout role was in Fruitvale Station, playing Oscar Grant, which earned him widespread praise and numerous award nominations. His portrayal of Killmonger in Marvel's Black Panther, one of my favorites, further solidified his status as one of Hollywood's leading actors, earning him widespread acclaim for his complex and compelling performance. In our conversation, Michael really opens up. You're going to love listening to it, and I can't wait for you to check it out. The closest to getting what you want is always the hardest. It's always the feeling when you're getting ready to, you know, people give up right before they get what they've always wanted to get. People quit. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Juan Gabriel. Juan Selena. Selena. Celia Cruz. Azúcar. Harold G. La Bichota. Christina Aguilera. Ex-Tina. Just to name a few. We're serving the whole story. From rags to riches. And all the tea in between. I'm Liliana Vasquez. And I'm Joseph Carrillo. And we're the host of Becoming an Icon Season 2. Guess who's back in the house? And we're bringing you even more stories behind the world's biggest stars in Latin music. Certified Latin royalty. Consider us your star sleuths, your chisme besties, digging beneath los mejores éxitos to bring you everything you didn't know about your favorite Latin icons. Hey, you know what, my boo? You're my favorite icon. Aw, Joseph. Listen to Becoming an Icon, part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. 
Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So, listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. Are you tired of staring at that dent? At Mako, getting collision repaired is as easy as book, quote, fix. Come to Mako for a collision repair backed by our best price guarantee. Uh-oh, better get Mako. All right. It is the I Couple, Chris and Rob, and we are, of course, live from the Tyrac.com studios. We can talk about how complicated other banks make it to redeem credit card rewards, or we can talk about how with Discover, you can redeem your rewards for cash in any amount at any time. It's amazing. Learn more at Discover.com slash redeem rewards. Terms do apply. 877-99 on Fox. Jimmy G is the topic. Your turn to speak. What you got? All right, let's kick it off with uh, Chili Tim in Atlanta. You're on the Odd Couple Fox Sports Radio. What up, Tim? What's up, fellas? What's up, Nuke? What's up, man? How you doing? I'm good, man. Doing good. You know, um, I don't know about Sergio, but uh, I've been a fan of 49ers since 1982. So, like, Rathman, Craig, Lott, Guy McIntyre, Rice, you know, them. I go way back, right? Okay. And um, so I'm a real big fan. I think my frustration is, is like, the window is closing soon. Like, we can win right now. Like, we win the Super Bowl just a few years ago. We've been in an NFC championship for two years in a row. It's like we're so close. And it's like if we don't get it now, you know, because we went through a drought before we got there with uh, Cap. Right, right. And then, you know, so I just feel like we're going to – if we don't do it now, we're going to go through that next drought again and go back to being mediocre. And I think that's, to me as a fan, that's my biggest frustration. Is like, is why that can't a frustration with Jimmy G? Or so are you saying if we had a better quarterback? Or I, how about I think it's a frustration. I think it's frustration with not only with Jimmy G, but I'm frustrated with Shanahan. See, I'm and, with you. You know, everybody. Like, well, Shan- you know, like, come on, man. And this is what Rob and I have said. And, and Rob, I think it's undeniable. I will give you this. Some of the time when Jimmy G has been hurt, other key players have been hurt. Okay, that's undeniable. But not all the time. And the fact is that Kyle Shanahan is 8-29 and 29 when he has a quarterback starting other than Jimmy G. And I believe it's like 31-15 and 15 or something like that when Jimmy G's the starter. That's like... I, that to me, Rob, is it's undeniable. And again, we're not saying he's throwing for 350 yards and carrying the team on his shoulders, but you can't deny, like, for everybody that loves to praise Kyle Shanahan, I'm not saying he's not smart and all that, but that, that doesn't mean you you become you a, a great coach because you you are smart. We we've seen many offensive and defensive coordinators, Rob who obviously were great and knew the game and creative and all that, but they weren't great head coaches. I'm not saying he's not a uh, good Josh head coach. Josh McDaniels, can we say that? Oh, that thank you. But, you know, but I'm just saying, like, for people to act like Jimmy G is just riding a train, how can you say that when, Rob, they were 1-10 in 10 when he joined the team in 2017 
He ran off five straight victories. That's and, why they and, made. Remember, they made him the highest paid quarterback in yeah. the league after that. And and the other thing too is, uh, you know, for all the failed stuff late oh, that people look at, and he missed the throw against the Chiefs. You know, like people right. will look back and say he can't make all the throws. He can't do this. Can't do that. I, I I get some of that. But you have a head coach who has a horrible record in the fourth quarter, Chris, in closing out games. Right. Like right. the game plan. Right. Like maybe 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 he can't make that throw, but was he shouldn't should he have made the throw, Chris? You know what I'm saying? Why like, are you calling that? Why are you asking him to make that throw when you have a team that can run the football and if you ran the football like you were doing for the first three quarters, you probably would have like won that seven Super yards Bowl. a game. A yes. I, I, yeah. Like, I, I think, look, obviously they went out and got Trey Lance because, one, for one, Jimmy G is injury prone. And that's a legitimate criticism. I get and it. We're not saying there it. are other criticisms of him. But, yeah, he his biggest criticism to me is he's too injury prone. I mean, Rob, there's a serious question as to whether or not he's going to get through this season. He's only right. had two seasons where he's played 15 or more games. And so we'll have to see that. But I also think, Rob, Kyle Shanahan is like, man, I got so much in my bag that I'm not able to show with Jimmy Don't G. you remember when Trey got hurt? That was the first thing he said. When What you call? Yep. Oh, right. You know, half the playbook we can't use <laughs> right. now. You know, right. like, oh. Like, I, you got to throw that out there, you know? Yeah. Let me, Chris, we got another call. Let's go to Eric. In Minnesota, you're on the Odd Couple Fox Sports Radio. What up, Eric? Hey guys, thanks for having me. Thank you, buddy. Uh, yeah. So, I have a lot of experience with mediocre quarterbacks. I'm from Minnesota, so I with Kirk Cousins. <laughs> yeah, I've seen I it. That's where I think that's where you're going to kind of get the equalities here. Is you're not going to get Jimmy Jimmy to lose the games that often. I mean, he throws a couple of interceptions, but the big thing is. With his salary, you always expect more. Just kind of like Kirk Cousins. Yeah, he's not he's not going to be terrible, but if you talk thirty five million dollars a year or whatever, you could make be so much better if you're able to get a let's say Case Keenum in there. But then you end up with a whole bunch of supplemental players that help you out. So I don't know. That's my take on it. No, I, well, I think, look, that rem- I mean, he Rob, he was going to make twenty nine million this year. Obviously, now it's six and a half. I mean, he'll get more now. You know that he's starting and stuff. He could probably could get up to sixteen, I believe, uh, this year. But even Rob at twenty nine, that ain't a lot of money for a court. Now he as a backup, yes, but that's not a lot of money for a starting quarterback today. So no, they're giving you know, up, they're giving away forty five, almost right. fifty million dollars, right? And so. Look, would they be better with a case? I mean, again, all we can say is what happened. And what happened is that they were horrible. And immediately when Jimmy G comes there, they get, they become good. And in the first year he's healthy, they go to the Super Bowl. So this guy's got something um, that makes guys believe in him and, and play better. Uh, doesn't mean he doesn't have a ton to work on. He obviously can be much better, but some of the criticism, and particularly from Brent Jones, we just think is unfair. All right, we got our man Eddie House coming up in a moment, but first. Be sure to catch live editions of The Odd Couple with Chris Broussard and Rob Parker weekdays at 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. He's an NBA champion. Fox Sports Radio NBA analyst. You'll be hearing more and more of him as the season gets underway. Our man, Eddie House. What's up, brother? Gentlemen, how y'all doing? We're doing we great. Are great. How are you? We are great. We are great. I'm good. I'm good. The season's about to get underway, man. Let me ask you this, because I, I think they're going to start playing preseason games in a few days. You know? Um Right. You, when you played in the league, and I, you know, I was covering, Rob and I both were covering it long before you even got in the league. But the preseason was, like, training camp was substantial back then. Am I am I wrong? Yeah, it was like 10 to 2 weeks. Right. Yeah, 10 days, long, and days, before 10 you, days to 2 weeks. Yeah. Do you think that, do you think that was better? Not what you enjoyed more, because obviously I'm sure players love, having these little piddly diddly 
training camps, you know. But do you think it was better to do it the way you guys did or rather than the way they're doing it now and guys kind of play themselves into shape in the preseason games? and Or, you know, it's just not nearly as strenuous as you guys were with your training camp. I just think it's just a, the different eras. You know, I mean, you got you got younger players. Um, they've been through the rigors. I, I think, really, that the way that we did it, it was it was strenuous. You know, you had a tough training camp, and then you had your preseason games. Really, training camp, it was all about getting, making sure that everybody was in shape, especially right. if you was in Miami. You had to be in great shape coming into camp. You weren't trying to get yourself in shape at camp. I think – these young guys do a great job of coming into camp in shape. So I think it's okay that you can shorten training camp because okay. these guys are ready. Um, a lot of times it was older guys in my era. It was a lot more older guys that were playing, and they needed those extra days to get in shape, you know, especially after a long season if you went into the finals or you made a deep run into the playoffs. So I think it's fair for, for the youngsters. I mean, because the league is definitely way, way younger than it was when I played. Let me follow up, Rob, okay. if you don't mind. In Miami, which is, you know, notorious for making sure guys are in shape, what, how, does, how did you guys get in shape? Because, you know, I've heard players say it, at the NBA level it's not just about running suicides and line drills, although I'm sure at some point you did those things. But how do, how do they get players in shape at the NBA level? Well, I think – it is a lot of running, um, especially if you were in Miami. We did, you know, the three-man weeds, but it would go up and down, counted as one, and we would go two, four, six, eight, ten, twelve, and then back on down, right? So that's a lot of running right there. You had cones on the sidelines, making sure you ran outside of those cones. Um, so you ran a lot. You had time on the clock that you had to finish that in. They also had a drill where you would do – you would have you, – depending if you was a guard forward or a center, you had a certain time that you had to finish up and back was one. You had five of those and you had a certain time you had to finish. If you finished under that time, you was able to bank seconds to make it easier for yourself on the back end. If you started off pretty good. So right. th- there were th- that was a, first off, let me tell you, that was, you had to pass that test. If you didn't pass it, you had to do it until you passed it. Not like that day, but the next day you had to come back and do it again. I remember one year, Khalid Alamine was in camp, and I'm not trying to throw him under the bus. Shout out to Khalid Alamine. And he had, uh, it was about three, four days that it took him to get that done, you know. Mm, and he was right. one, of the, one of the last guys to get it done. Everybody supporting him, everything. So that's one of the ways Miami did it. But if you're doing it on your own, I think you start off with long distance running at first. You know, you're not, to get in shape, you got to have some long distance endurance, and then you get into your sprint work after that on the treadmill. Let's talk about the Lakers and Darvin Ham, the new Lakers coach, who was noncommittal when they asked him about who's going to be the starting point guard, uh, Westbrook. What what do you make of that? Obviously, they added some some other point guards, and it's kind of uh, crowded now, right? Uh, what do you see going forward, him not committing to Westbrook? Does that say anything or not? I think it's perfect because what it does is creates a competition. Um, this is not – like the NFL where you don't want a quarterback competition coming into training camp. You want a competition if it's up in the air. If there's a competition that could be had that can maximize both players because what I think is going to happen, Pat Bev's coming in to try to start, right? So is Schroeder and so is Russ. So the main thing is that's going to be a healthy competition there, and I think it will bring the best out of everybody. And then at the end of the day, guys' roles will be set. It's going to be clear cut. Not only it's not the coach picks somebody and I got to sit behind him. It's like no, that guy earned it. Everybody on the team seeing that that guy earned it, and then guys start falling into their roles from there. Now, Eddie Allen Iverson wasn't going for that, right? And he he felt like he's a superstar even late in his career when he wasn't quite the same. Um, and even Melo, you know, you know, we remember Carmelo a few years ago before. He was kind of exiled the from the league, yeah, for a year, and then he came back willing to come off the bench. Do you think – and I'm not even mad at those guys, particularly Iverson. We if a superstar right, right. can't accept being a role player, that's fine. He had his career, and it was a lengthy retire. one. Right, and, and that's fine. But do you think Russ is more of a Gary Payton 
who Peyton accepted being a role player later on in Miami and won a ring? Or do you think he'll be more like Iverson, where even if he's saying right now I can handle coming off the bench, he just it just ain't gonna be he's not gonna be able to handle it. Body language will be bad. It just won't sit well with him. Well, I gotta believe what the man said out his mouth. And so that's what I gotta do. That's where I gotta go. I gotta go with he said that he's will he's a professional. He's going to sit here and do whatever it is that they want him to do. If it is coming off the bench, coming off the bench. If it's starting, it's starting. So I got to I got to roll with what the man has said. Now, is that comfortable? It's probably not comfortable for him. But at the same time, you see what when it wasn't comfortable for, for Carmelo, when it wasn't comfortable for AI, what ends up happening? They was out the league, right? And then so right. Melo had to reevaluate his situation, the way he approached it, and was like, okay, do I want to be in the league? Or do I want to just sit on my lawyers and say, I got to be a starter? He want to play in the league, so what did he do? He swallowed his pride, put that to the side, and said, hey, whatever I, whatever a team needs from me, that's what I'm going to do. And I feel like that's what Russ is. And I, I think those examples that you guys just laid out is a perfect, oppor- uh, a perfect uh, example for Russ, that he's seen this happen before. And he's seen guys do it, and – a guy, guys do it and not be successful moving forward with their career and being out the league, but also seeing guys that was like, okay, let me accept that and able to extend their career. So I think you got to look at it. I think he, he has to look at it that way. So I'm always on the positive side of things, man. I don't like to think negative about people or think they're going to have a negative attitude. I think he can have a positive attitude and really have a positive impact on his team if he has the right mindset. Eddie, one last thing. We only got about a minute. The player I want to see play the most this coming NBA season is Ben Simmons. Am I wrong? No, no. I think everybody wants to see what he has. I mean, he's had a whole year to work on things. You know, he had his back surgery. He should be coming back 100% healthy. Right. Um, uh, I don't know how much time uh, to uh, – two summers, basically, to work on any kind of quirks that he has dealing with his shots, confidence levels dealing with his shots. And he just has to put it together. I believe that if he does come out and play the way he can play, and it's not about knocking down shots, right? It's about being a facilitator, being a defender, being a good teammate. And when you do get a shot that you have to take, you've got to take it. Whether it make or miss, everybody's expecting you to take it. You've got to take it. Because otherwise, then people are going to start looking at you like, oh, I don't know, man, this guy again. With his, with his, I don't know what he's thinking over there. So I'm excited uh, to see it. I'm happy for him to get back on the court. I think if he has his, has his mind right, his body is right, and he comes in with the right mindset, I think Brooklyn could be a, a dangerous basketball team in the East. Eddie, yeah, in, 30, 30, in 40 seconds, give me this answer. And it's about Brooklyn. Steve Nash, we know what Durant, the ultimatum, he wanted Nash out. Do you see that as being a big obstacle? Like, will they be able to move on from that? I think you have to. And, I mean, we've, Steve been around the league long enough. All those guys been in the league long enough. It's a business. Things are said. You cannot put your feelings in the middle of this. you got to go out and handle business. The business that, and the task at hand is winning basketball games and going out there and doing your job. So, so you got to put those things to the side and just move forward. All right, that's our man, Eddie House, the NBA champion. Thank you, brother. All right, man, y'all take care. Yep, more Odd Couple coming your way. Shop Talk is next. Lock it. Be sure to catch live editions of The Odd Couple with Chris Broussard and Rob Parker weekdays at 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Have you ever brought your magic to Walt Disney World like, hey, we came to play? Did you tip your tiara to a Creole princess or get goofy officially? Step up like a boss and save the day? Or see what life's like under the tree of life? Did you? If you could. Would you? When we come through, it's true magic. Because we came to play. Bring the magic at Walt Disney World Resort. Hey, my name's Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of On Purpose. I just had a great conversation with Michael B. Jordan, and you can listen to it right now. Michael is known for his performances in both film and television. His breakout role was in Fruitvale Station, playing Oscar Grant, which earned him widespread praise and numerous award nominations. His portrayal of Killmonger in Marvel's Black Panther, one of my favorites, 
further solidified his status as one of Hollywood's leading actors, earning him widespread acclaim for his complex and compelling performance. In our conversation, Michael really opens up. You're going to love listening to it, and I can't wait for you to check it out. The closest to getting what you want is always the hardest. It's always the feeling when you're getting ready to, you know, people give up right before they get what they've always wanted to get. People quit. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Juan Gabriel. Juan Gis. Selena. Selena. Celia Cruz. Azúcar. Harold G. La Bichota. Christina Aguilera. Ex-Tina. Just to name a few. We're serving the whole story. From rags to riches. And all the tea in between. I'm Liliana Vasquez. And I'm Joseph Carrillo. And we're the host of Becoming an Icon Season 2. Guess who's back in the house? And we're bringing you even more stories behind the world's biggest stars in Latin music. Certified Latin royalty. Consider us your star sleuths, your chisme besties, digging beneath los mejores éxitos to bring you everything you didn't know about your favorite Latin icons. Hey, you know what, my boo? You're my favorite icon. Aw, Joseph. Listen to Becoming an Icon, part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating Cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. All right. It is the iCouple live from the Tyrac.com studios. And uh, we could talk about how complicated other banks make it to redeem credit card rewards. Or we could talk about how with Discover, you can redeem your rewards for cash in any amount at any time. It's amazing. Learn more at discover.com slash redeem rewards. Terms do apply. It's time for Shop Talk. Ain't nobody exempt in the barbershop. You know that. Ain't nobody exempt. You can talk about whoever and whatever, whenever you want to in the barbershop. Now, it's Shop Talk. That's right. It is Shop Talk here on the Odd Couple Fox Sports Radio segment. We discuss some dabbing outside of the world of sports. This week's topic comes to us courtesy of our friends over at Netflix. But before that, comes to us courtesy of an uppity house in the northeast portion of the United States. Now, they got this new movie coming out in a couple of weeks called The Watcher. And it didn't, you know, look like a standard scary movie. Until you see in the beginning, they say based on true events. So people started to look up what the true events were. And they've already decided they're not going to watch the movie because of how freaked out they were. Here's the, the backstory. This couple buys a house in a well-to-do neighborhood, and they start getting anonymous letters sent to their home by a person who calls himself the Watcher, saying that, uh, watch what's inside the walls. This house craves young blood. I can't believe what you're doing to it. The house deserves better, and so on and so on and so on. I'm not watching that movie. So here's the question. (laughs) Rob Parker, you own several properties. If you were to get, would you consider living in a place that either may have been haunted or has some kind of nefarious figure looming around. 
not at all. And I think I told you guys this story before. A friend of mine who I grew up with, their family got a house on a deep discount in Jamaica, Queens, because some guy had chopped off his wife's head in that house. And I can remember, I was a kid, you know, four, five, five six years old, spending the night at that. I was scared to death the whole night. So the answer is I'm no. I'm surprised they let everybody know. It was in the, it was in the paper. It was, you know what I mean? Oh, like wow. it was... It was a big deal. You know what I mean? And that right. was the house. Anybody who lived in that neighborhood, you know, when you buy that, oh, yeah, you know what happened in there. You know, it was kind of like that. Uh, I'm not fearful of a house, haunted house, if that's what you want to call it. Every house I buy, I'm in. I pray in every room. And I believe the power of God is more powerful than the power of the devil. Especially so, on a worship Wednesday. Especially right. on a worship Wednesday. And I do it on a Wednesday now. <laughs> but no, yeah. I mean, I, I would, my house I'm living in right now, I prayed in every room over that house, this house. And uh, if I was encountering stuff like that, I would obviously continue to be prayerful, if but you, even get more prayer warriors, if you will. Chris, um, if you, to hold come on, over if you turned on the water me. faucet, like they did in, uh, what was it, the Amityville Horror Rob G, right? And blood came out of the faucet, and they go, that's unusual. <laughs> well, I that? wouldn't say that's <laughs> like, unusual. Like, that's, what, that's unusual. That's, what is that? Okay. And, and, and they, for whatever reason, they just, okay. And then there's always the great scenes where the woman's at home by herself, and she goes into the, base, the dark basement by herself, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> no, I, if, I was, if it was really getting intense like that, and I would get even more, you know, maybe some Christians who are uh, stronger in that area than me, dealing with that st- type of stuff, to uh, come and pray with me and pray in my house and stuff. So I, I wouldn't be worried about. It. I mean, I'm not, I'm not looking to buy a house that has that type of history, but it's not something I, I'm afraid of. Rob G, Alex, of. where are you on this? Uh, Alex, first one, th- first thing, get the racist drop ready. Rob, Chris, why does this only ever happen in homes that are lived in by white people? That's, That's what I want to know. Right, right. Like, we you've never seen that. a movie where it's like, you know, a Mexican dude and his no, black wife. you know why? You know and, why? And his Middle Eastern adopted son. Because and the, they got all the movie happening. would be over in the first two minutes. <laughs> when you turn on the bloody water faucet. Like, no, we're gone. We out. We out. We out. Get, we the, get the for sale sign, right? <laughs> right. Alex, right? White people would be like. That's unusual. It's wild, dude. <laughs> right? I don't Come get on. it. Oh, there's something weird going on? Let's go downstairs into right. the dark basement to see what's going on. I need to know what's going I, on. I don't get it, dude. But you know what's funny is like if I ever got into that situation, your boy's Audi 500. There's no need to stay around. There's right. no need to have fun. There's no need to play like with all this stuff. Bro, I'm swinging on things I can swing. If it's something in the like paranormal, what? I'm out. Like, What, what do you mean? You can't do anything about that. That's so sketch. And I watch these movies all the time. So, for example, there's one that's called, like, Incantation on Netflix right now. It's about this new thing where this family's in the woods. They do these, like, cult rituals and stuff. And the freaking family goes up. They're like, yeah, let's stay the night here with them. What? What do you mean? The stay of the night? People are crazy, man. I ain't afraid of well, no ghost. I'm good. I'm staying. Y'all really, Rob G. You're crazy, have, Rob G. We have ghosts the in my house. What do you mean we have ghosts? You have ghosts. Yeah. What do you mean you have ghosts? Yeah. You never. Okay, I have a Explain. dog. Explain. I've seen my dog stare at a corner of a wall and bark for 10 straight minutes. Because was somebody there? There probably was, but I come in with some sage. I'm like, look, we don't mean to harm you. We're just here. Wait Are you minute. serious? I swear. CB, uh, Rob, so I'm leaving the show. You go in there with some prayer. Wait a minute, you brought you know, Kyrie Irving I brought Kyrie. Kyrie, <laughs> Kyrie came in and checked it out. Everything yeah, is everything. Right. I, I can't tell if Rob G's serious. I'm totally or not. serious. Pulling all I'm leg. totally, other than the Kyrie part. All right, we got an hour left. You know what to do. Lock it. I'm leaving. Listen to the highly anticipated 100th episode of Tank and Jay Valentine's R&B Money Podcast with artist Chris Brown. Even working with you from Carrie Hilson, Adonis. Mm-hmm. Back in the day, I was 15, 14 doing that album. So like I said, I was in school like, yeah. okay, this is how you do it. This is how you make a song. There's a verse, a pre-chorus, and then a hook. I didn't know none of that. You learned I, that over a summer, bro. That's what I, it felt like. That's what it felt like. Listen to R&B Money on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at First, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people it gives me a lot of hope if you liked locatora before you're gonna love season nine subscribe to our show and you'll see why locatora is your prima's favorite podcast listen to locatora radio as part of the michael Cultura podcast network available on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart for a year, and what a year it has been. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Make Woke AF Daily your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Therapy for Black Girls podcast is your space to explore mental health, personal development, and all of the small decisions we can make to become the best possible versions of ourselves. I'm your host, Dr. Joy Harden-Bradford, a licensed psychologist in Atlanta, Georgia, and I can't wait for you to join the conversation every Wednesday. Listen to the Therapy for Black Girls podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Take good care, and we'll see you there.